and welcome back to Back to the Film. In this week's episode, Rob Blue and I took a look at the 1997 film uh, Contact, based on the book by Carl Sagan. I hope you like what you hear. If you do, please take the time to rate and review us. And uh, if you want to get in touch, the email is backtothefilm20 at gmail.com. And just before we get started on on a personal note, I just wanted to say that the reason that uh, we covered uh, contact is because of a story that I heard on another podcast. Uh, The podcast is called Clark's World Magazine, and the story was written by Ellie Bangs. It's called Dandelion. And if you like the film Contact, you're really going to enjoy... the, the the short story dandelion um it's i think it was published back in tw- september 2018 but it's well worth uh seeking out and uh um ellie bangs has just had her first uh novel uh published it's available on amazon and other good uh bookstores obviously and it's called unity and uh i've just got my copy and i'm starting it and it's uh and it's got me hooked from uh page one so that's a, a brilliant start Anyway, a while ago, I uh, contacted um, Ellie and said, uh, I just want to let her know how much I enjoyed the uh, story Dandelion and asked her what her favourite film was. And uh, she said, Contact. So uh, here we are watching Contact. So thanks to Ellie for uh, replying to my message in the first place. And uh, if anyone out there, if you like your sci-fi, can't recommend Ellie Bangs and her uh, novels enough. Cheers. Bye. uh, What what were you after getting? Uh, off to get your uh, nightly whiskey so that you can tolerate listening to Blue and I. T- or, 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 no, I, I was just out for a bit of a walk because I've been stuck in front of a computer all day and had the car was being up having air conditioning service, so I couldn't be in the office. So I just thought I'd go out for a walk. Oh, nice, nice. As good a reason as any. At, at, uh, have you been to the pub yet? Made made use of the uh, new opening? Yeah, uh, I have opening. not as yet. No. You. You said something wrong with you. Because yeah, I'm shocked. Yeah, I um, thought you'd have been I, there like a ferret. Yeah. I'm hoping to possibly go in tomorrow after work for a bit. But uh, no, I was um, absolutely knackered for some reason yesterday afternoon and then walking through Winchester to just accuse all the pubs and the shops. Yeah, was amazing. I, know. I took um, Jack into it for his glasses. He had, a, had a, an eye test yesterday. Obviously, it's the first day of opening. But Basingstoke, you think it was Christmas Eve. You think, God, bloody hell, we haven't learned. Six no. weeks' time, we'll be back in another bloody lockdown if we're not careful. Well, but... What I couldn't get was when I was walking through Winchester back to the car, I'd say 50% of the people were carrying Primark bags. And I'm sorry, what is there at yeah. Primark that you you had to have i don't understand yes, is that because we walked right you have to follow the one-way system and they, you know where primark is in um uh basingstoke you had to walk uh the, the queue was all the way down to lloyd's bank like i said like you said i can't think of anything in there that would make me queue but then um people people were queuing up from half past seven to get into primark i know i know but that's the difference between people that want to look good and me being quite happy to go to um as did to get my get my bits and bobs. So, well, so uh, that, that's why they're queuing. <laughs> but there are no queues at Asda. <laughs> but uh, well, they're not. Uh, no, uh, I walked straight in. Got got myself some new socks. <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's uh, it's um, no, it's madness in there. Absolute madness. But uh, yeah. So what what uh, what have you? Anything anything big happened with anybody? You've been up to much? No, no, not really. No, so I'd love all. to say yes, but no, nothing really. No, no. Oh, Alan um, had his first game of football at the weekend. Oh, the win, lose, draw. They drew against the top of the table yeah. um, Reading team, um, and one of their Reading players got a red card. Mm. So that's quite fun. What was that red card for? Repeat offending or? 
Um, he was an aggressive fella, but um, Alan had just tackled him. Um, he he was their sort of top scorer player and a lot bigger than me. And Alan had tackled him and knocked him to the floor, and he didn't like it. So when one of the other players laughed, he just turned around and pushed him over. The referee just gave him a straight red for it. Oh right, good. Can't be doing that sort of behaviour. No. Uh, yeah. No. What? What? Uh, what have I got? Well, it's been a nice, easy run to and from Basingstoke without the uh, dreaded um, lollipop man. Although they seem to be closing roads left, right, and centre. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nine thirty to four thirty or something. Wasn't it? Roof. I went to Basingstoke and they what they closed what over was it over in the hill? Was it? Yeah. yeah. God, I, mean, like, I thought, you know, when you think I've never been up this road before, I'll take a, I'll go right and wiggle my way through. Christ, I came up bloody near and King's clear. Took me yeah. three times longer to get <laughs> Yeah, no, I thought, oh, oh, my internal sat nav will get me home. But oh, uh, I, no, it didn't. <laughs> I, I did a right and went up past the ground and went up and come out the top of the hill. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know, yeah. Turned right and went down that way. Um, well, I, I, I was put up. I had to go for a blood test this morning, and I thought I left about quarter past nine to get there for ten o- five past ten. And I got they were just about to do some roadworks in Whitchurch, and then they was going to do. Then I got that roadworks in Overton, and then there was roadworks on Roman Road. And you're thinking, why couldn't they have done all these roadworks when it was locked down? Yeah, because exactly, they've just been yeah. given a new budget, haven't they? Oh uh, right, yeah. I suppose they're going mad trying they to spend planned that, it all they? beforehand when they'd run out of money. Oh uh, right. Okay, I suppose that's a reasonable excuse. But everywhere had road had traffic lights up today, didn't it? It was bloody ridiculous. Yeah, shocking. But oh well. Yeah, what else can you say? But no, we went out for a great walk at the weekend, and uh, Sue and I uh, found another walk, a nice big loop. So uh, that's always <laughs> good when you find a walk and it's a nice big loop rather than out straight out and straight back. But. Uh, got some bloody hills on it though i must admit that, that uh weren't, weren't very pleasurable but then uh going up the stairs is a bit of a bugger these days <laughs> no, but, uh, but uh no no all good this neck of the woods so are you, you're gonna get a stand us there left and i no christ do you, do you know what there was one in a in a house i had and uh i sold it second hand they go for big uh very expensive those are aren't they well surely you shouldn't be needing one of them at your age should you no, I was joking. Of course I'm not getting one, for Christ's sake. Bloody hell. All oh, right. Not, not that thought, bad. Well, as you've got a sort of, a, you know, an assisted bicycle, you might sort of get yourself an assisted stairways. Uh, you're, uh, I'm not going to fall into your trap and get baited tonight, Benson. I'm in a relatively good mood. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> only relatively good mood. Relatively good. Yeah, only relatively good. Uh, I'm sure there's time yet once we get talking about the film, but uh, uh, we'll see how it goes. But we should introduce ourselves, try and do it properly because we keep on um, messing that, messing this up. So uh, welcome back to back to the film. I'm Adam. I'm Blue. I'm Rob. And uh, I think tonight we're going to be chatting about the 1997 film, science fiction film, Contact, which I'm uh, really looking forward to chatting about. Actually, which which you purchased on DVD. Yes, I did. Yeah, do you know I had it somewhere and uh, couldn't find it anywhere. So and it was on offer on Amazon, so I bought it and then I've uh, handed it around to you lads. So, but, so, can I ask a question? What made you purchase this film on DVD? Uh, because it's a brilliant film and it's up there in my top ten. It's gone very quiet. Tumbleweed goes across the screen. Sorry. Oh, oh, right. It's going to be one of those evenings, is it? Right, but. Uh, <laughs> I should say a little bit about why I, I, I was uh, 
really keen to uh, uh, chat about this film is because um, I heard a story. I listened. I, I think, as, as you know, you two don't um, listen to many other podcasts, do you? I don't think. In fact, I don't think either of you have listened to this one. But, I, um, I found it during the week on on a podcast. So I listened to the um, Oh Brother Where Art Thou one the other day. Oh right, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, that's the one with the uh, ferret story, isn't it? Yeah, the ferret story. Yeah, the teaser at the beginning is is very good. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's well worth listening to that one. Have you listened to it, uh, Blue? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh right, okay. Well, um, going back to why I, I was keen to uh, to chat about this film is because um, I listened to uh, another podcast called Clark's World uh, Magazine podcast, and uh, each week or two or three times a month. They uh, released short stories, science fiction stories, and there was a particular story on there called Dandelion, written by um, an author called Ellie, Ellie Bangs. And um, I thought that if if ever you want to listen to a story, which um, if you watch this film um, and partly enjoy it, and then listen to the, the short story Dandelion, you can see the sort of parallels with it, and it's uh, just a fantastic little short story of, about. Uh, well, I guess it's our place in the universe and where life came from and all that sort of thing. No, I, got, I sent her an email, said how much I uh, enjoyed her story and asked her what her favourite film was. And, and uh, she said, um, uh, contact. Well, that's why I said we'd review it. And, uh, and here we are. So I think I'd best come straight out the gate and say, I'm going to give this a good. No, no, I'm not going to mark it straight away. But uh, I think this film is brilliant. I mean, it does have a few issues, but uh, I think this film is brilliant. I'm almost sat here with bated breath, waiting to hear what your first impressions are of the film. Uh, After you, Blue. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I, I think it's a film for a certain type of person, isn't it? it it's. Uh, I found it a film. I found it quite a slow film. Um, I found it a bit cheesy. Um, cheesy. I can take slow because it is a slow, slow uh, burn. But cheesy. I don't know if it was a DVD, but I found problems like with the sound. You couldn't sort of turn it up, and it was the same sort of sound. Yeah, you think that with the DVD thing, sometimes the sound was a bit off on that. I was yeah. I, I never had an issue with it. I must have been. Yeah, I, 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 and then I just thought, I thought it, it's all that sort of sort of person that's into sort of, I suppose, into sort of space and sort of sci-fi. And uh, I'm afraid where I found it quite sort of slow, there was sort of moment pockets where uh, my eyes were almost sort of going, thinking, oh, do you reckon I could get away with just falling asleep at this point? And they won't know. <laughs> Are you trying to tell us you haven't watched it all again? Uh, yeah, so... Uh, it, it was I'm going to be honest, it wasn't my cup of tea of a film, if I'm honest. Right. Okay. Um, I just I I felt her accent sometimes. I thought was a bit sort of false. Right. She sort of over over put an accent on. You talking about uh, Jodie Foster? Jodie Foster. Yeah. It just and yeah, it just wasn't my it wasn't my cup of tea of a film. And I'm just going to be honest on that one. Right. Okay. okay. I, I watched I watched it all. So I watched it to the end, sort of stuff. Um, and I probably felt the same from you know from a short while in the beginning as what I did at the end. It's like, nah, it's not my cup of tea. And I just sort of wondered why you purchased that type of film. Right. Okay. We'll discuss that as as it goes on. What about you, Rob? Your uh, out of the blocks 
Uh, well, I've been building this up, and you were getting nervous about it last week, and actually, I quite enjoyed it. I thought well, it was a reasonably good film. There were some bits of it that were just a bit, a beginning bit about the whole. I know they were trying to introduce the father, so the, the important figure later on, but it was just a little bit too cheesy. And the special effects, they obviously went for the best that they could produce at that time, but they now just look rather dated and just reminded me of Stargate. Um, oh, right, yeah, yeah. I could take, I could take I mean, these. I mean, yeah. I mean, she's Oh, I right. she, she hopped in bed with that vicar quite quickly as well. That was a bit sort of... Yeah. Nothing like working on your relationship, is there? <laughs> True. But I thought yeah. it was a very... I thought it was a, a very interesting idea. I mean, I don't know how much we want to ruin the story now, but I thought um, how they ended it was quite good. Yes, yeah. I, yeah, I thought I'd, I'd agree with that. Too, agree with that too. Some bit, I mean, the power that that vicar guy had just seemed a bit yes. made up. Yeah, I wanted to get to so that. So bits well. like that sort of tricked against it a little bit. But on the whole, it was a good film with a good premise. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that a bit. I, this uh, film basically is is based on the book by uh, Carl Sagan. Uh, you do you do both know who Carl Sagan is? He, he was a, oh, no. Yeah. A, do you know Rob? Yeah, yeah. He's a sort of Probably. very eminent um, uh, chap in the world of ast- I'm going to say astronomy yeah, or astrology, which whatever what it is. But he set up the uh, SETI program, or helped was instrumental in setting up the SETI program. Yes, and, and uh, which is still going. Do you know what SETI stands for, uh, Blue? No, it stands for Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. And he was. Uh, he also uh, designed the. Um, is it the golden disc that's on uh, Voy- the Voyager probes that are tearing about off into uh, the voids of space with um, with messages on there from Earth, uh, didn't he? I think he was uh, quite instrumental in that. But this this film is based on his book, and and uh, it basically it follows the. I suppose in some ways the life and career of uh, Ellie, an, an astronomer who uh, who. Um, Loses her mother and father at an early age, but she's um, obviously a very intelligent uh, young lady, and, and uh, you know is uh, uses a, a radio a lot uh, when she's when she's a child. But she's um, very much into uh, scanning the skies for signals from other planets, and, and basically the, the thing that she sets up does find a signal and it's the story of uh, what the message within that signal and um, all sorts of bits and bobs that happen afterwards but uh, it's um, I, I thought the way the way, I mean I'm skipping a little bit but uh, like, I, well, actually I'd agree with you if there is a cheesy bit it is it does get slightly cheesy with the um, with uh, Ellie when she's younger with her dad but um, like Rob said, that's sort of like setting setting him up to be important later in the film, which which uh, which he is. But um, I thought the the whole part where the signal comes through to me is just absolutely brilliant. Yeah, uh, that bit of the realism of it made it seem like it was it yeah believable. Yeah, yeah, the signal coming through and everyone's tearing about all of a sudden and but again, to work out. bringing the deaf person in who can hear things other people can't was acted up. Yes, what was his name? Kent. Yeah, well, obviously, being de- uh, being blind, actually, rather sorry. He, that was he, it, blind, sorry. Yeah, I've written him down as deaf bloke as well. <laughs> My notes, actually. 
but um, being blind, it, it, they were sort of insinuating he had you know much more acute, far more acute hearing, and he could hear something in the in the signal when they're playing it that uh, others others couldn't hear. Uh, no, that part where the starts coming through the speaker, uh, to me, that's just a brilliant brilliant part of the film it, it really um, re- really drew me in but uh, that wasn't for you Blue no I'm, I'm afraid it's you, mean, you need to outline what the film was actually about don't you and let people know what we're actually the film what well, just did didn't I, I think well you need to sort of talk about the sort of his, the, you know her investigation into sort of bits and bobs and blah 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 she had a team and sort of then they sort of got kicked out of where they was doing it in was it in um Peru well, yeah, somewhere? in the film, the search for extraterrestrial um, signals and, and life and, and what have you w- was sort of like ridiculed by uh, by um, a lot of a, a lot of other uh, professionals in the field, and I suppose to some extent it still is. I mean, it, the, the SETI program's still going. I've actually got the um, SETI program, although it's just changed, and I can't remember the name of the new version that Stephen Hawking set up with. Uh, with um uh, with some colleagues but uh i've actually got it on my computer so it runs in the background when we, when my computer's not working and it scans uh, uh the signals that they've got because they obviously they've been doing it for so long they've mm. got you know hundreds of thousands of hours and they just um put a bit on the back on your computer and your computer acts as the scanner to see if uh, a rogue signal comes in. It's actually, I don't know if either of you have done it or if I've shown you when you've been up here, but it's actually quite therapeutic to watch these signals uh, coming through as your screensaver and they, they, the signals sort of jump up and down and what have you. But uh, yeah, no, I've got it on my computer. But um, I guess that makes me a bit of a nerd, actually, isn't it? But, uh, but I'm, You're listening to the cosmos. Yeah, no, you are. You're listening to all these little beeps and bops and what have you, and and different signals, and and uh, yeah, but you can you can get quite mesmerised. Well, I can anyway. <laughs> that probably says more about me than uh, anything else, doesn't it? But uh, no, the, like I said, the bit with the signal coming in, and then they discover that there's a um, sort of message in the background, and it turns out to be uh, uh, old adults. Adolf Hitler, which is right because uh, I think um, the Olympics that he was opening was the first uh, uh, sort of one of the first um, televised events, wasn't it? And it would be the first thing that it would be fairly typical of the Nazis to be trying to sort of boast technological improvements, wouldn't it? That's right, yeah. But it would be, be so true, uh, ironic if it was the first thing that someone heard and saw, uh, you know, Adolf Hitler uh, welcoming everybody. Although it wasn't a bad. It was one. It was one. You know, he was. It was chatting about the Olympics, I, I believe. But uh, you do once, wonder though, if that had been real. If they carried on watching all the things coming from Earth, if they then seen how bad Hitler was and thinking, "Oh shit, we sent them the wrong message." Yes. Yeah. I mean, Christ, all the stuff that they would have seen since then would uh, would put, would put anyone right off, wouldn't it? If they wait, waited a, a couple of years to see what, like you said, to see what came next, and uh, probably a lot of today's tele well, today's television isn't broadcast like that anymore, isn't it? Is it mostly? It's all um, on cable and things like that. So there probably wouldn't be the abundance of radio signals tearing about like there would have been back then, sort of thing during the war and uh, for a few fair few years afterwards. But uh, but um, no, that like I said, that part I just think is absolutely brilliant. And then they discover that uh, there's um, well, there are other parts in it uh, where the the uh, obviously the government gets involved, uh, trying to hush it up. It all obviously it all gets out, and soon the whole world knows that there's a signal coming in. Everybody's tracking. And this is where one of my problems come in when they start getting the government involved. They start getting that that Christian theologian 
priest guy involved, and it's just all. Sort of, but why? Yes, it's because the president likes him. But and then they go on to become an international body of trying to pick the person to try communicate with the aliens, sort of go and visit them. That's right. Yeah, Palmer Joss is a character you're referring to, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, and you're just thinking, why? Why do they need? A theologian, they kept saying most of the people in the world believe in stuff, so we're going to send a Christian, when you actually think most people in the world aren't Christian. No, they're not, actually, yeah. And Palmer Joss character, mm. uh, I think it must be McConaughey's accent, but he, he's the only, as far as I'm concerned, the only weak character in the film. His accent, his drawl, just drives me around the bloody bend, to be honest with you. And like Blue said, they do sort of jump into bed pretty, pretty. Uh, Ellie and Palmer Joss do jump into bed pretty quickly. And then she... And then she leaves them the next day and says, do what you want. Yeah, basically. You obviously wasn't that good. So there you go. But uh, it's She's got attachment issues after losing her family. Yes, that's true. That's true. She'd be, she, yeah, she has, obviously, yeah. But um, we then we get introduced to... Uh, oh, what's his name? The, the name of the... Uh, well, that's Michael Kitts. That's played by James Wood. He's the sort of like uh, baddie government um, government uh, agent, isn't he? That's, that's trying yeah. to cover it all up and doesn't want them to listen to the message or try and work it out. And and uh, we also get introduced to Haddon, who's played by John Hurt. And I thought he was uh, he was quite good in this film. But uh, and he's got a sort of like uh, his finger in the pies, and he's trying to get. Well, he's been bankrolling um, Ellie's research, hasn't he? Yes, uh, and he doesn't out. come down to the ground, and he lives in an aeroplane, and eventually a space station. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was <laughs> a bit odd, but I suppose they're trying to find the eccentric, crazy type guy. Yes. Yeah. The, the sort of like uh, the the dark figure in the background that which event, who eventually gets the blame uh, for setting it all up as a hoax, doesn't he? Uh, but yeah. um, no, they, 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 we then they then spend quite a lot of time, like you said, trying to debate whether or not they're going to build this machine or look at the message. But uh, well, well, no, I've just jumped a bit there, haven't I? The actual the message not only um, it, well it contains the, the, it contains yeah, the blueprints. blueprints for making a machine doesn't it and, and there's a bit of worry about whether or not they're going to open it and you know, an, an army is going to come tearing through and, and what have you but uh, they obviously of course they, they uh, make the film what do you think would happen uh, make the machine but what do you think would happen in real life if we got this sort of uh, message I think there'd be panic and I think they're probably right about the um, some extremist religious groups would have lots of issues I bet they were all religious groups would, wouldn't they? They'd have to uh, completely change their doctrine as to who, made, you know, God made the world in seven days or whatever it is. And and uh, but like like you, it annoys me that um, this Palmer Joss character has so much sway in the film, uh, and religion has so much. I suppose they have to. They're trying to play both sides in the film, aren't they? Between religion and science, uh, but. Um, <laughs> They're bringing up the interesting point of the whole religion versus science, but in a lot of countries, religion wouldn't have that kind of power. And it, I mean, it is a very American-centred program again. That, yeah. that the whole world's doing it, and then out of the six or seven astronauts who are going, at least two of them are Americans. And there seems to be very little consideration actually the rest of the world. And that's, that was another question I'd like to sort of raise. Is obviously. Um, there was that one of the head scientists was going to go on the original um, ship, which then was blown up. Uh, Drumlin, yeah. yeah. Played, played by Tom Skerritt. And so then um, Jodie Foster was then put in as a replacement. But how many... Normally astronauts have to go through like months, stroke years of training to be an astronaut to go into space. Yeah. 
what sort of training did she sort of go through to sort of go into this? this to be fair to that, though, they wouldn't know what training would be necessary because they don't know what form of travel she was going through. But you still no. go through the basic sort of form of space travel, wouldn't you? But that's what there was hinted that was happening when they were doing the um, building it. Cause they sort of jump through time periods. And they kept talking about the selection process. Yeah. Well, I thought they perhaps should have shown more of that of uh, sort of going on them one of G force machines and stuff like that. And and then with the with the, the the suit that she wore when she got onto the ship, I, mean, I, I looked at it and thought, do you know what? It looks like a sort of an outfit you make your kid to be a sort of a knight when they was at primary school or something. You know, you sort of <laughs> knock one up. And right. Yeah, I just thought, oh, that's a bit basic. And, and sort of, I mean, how is she meant to breathe in that ball when she goes up into the space then? Where was all the breathing stuff and all the um, tanks and stuff like that? Well, it was or, ma- it was made to the uh, specifications of, of the plan, so they didn't uh, they didn't really know what the machine was going to do, but they knew it held a person. So I think they made a few assumptions about uh, you know, whether or not she need any extra oxygen and that sort of thing, because that they they had to follow it quite um, you know quite rigorously. And uh, in fact, the chair, if you remember, the chair the that's chair in the, wrong, the machine. Yeah, was 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 not part of the plan, which is why she wasn't being shaken around so much when she travelled through wormhole dimension. When she's out of the chair, as when she's in it. It's, yeah, that's right. Because it, well, it shouldn't have been inside the inside the ball anyway. But uh, we, we're sort of jumping about a bit. But but um, the first uh, machine that they build, obviously, is in America. I'd imagine it's Cape Canaveral or somewhere like that, and that it gets uh, blown up by a uh, uh, religious well nut job basically who who uh who's called joseph but he's played by jake boosie and uh you must know jake boosie from other films he's done Starship Troopers. yeah he's done, yeah he's done that he's done all i think he was the silver bullet wouldn't he as well and and what have you but uh no he he um sort of i don't know how he managed to sneak on there but uh he's wrapped up with a with a a, a, a bomb round his chest and he blows the whole machine up and there's bits flying everywhere but we we then hear that um there's a second one built. I think it was um, Haddon says, why build one when you can have two for twice the money? So they sort of uh, yeah. built a second one in, in Japan. In Japan, yes. And, and because of his connections, she gets to, she gets chosen to be the uh, the pilot or astronaut or, or, or whatever you like. But um, no, the whole part with... Uh, Palmer Joss having so much sway and sort of influencing the president and mm. um, all that sort of thing. That really annoyed me. I mean, I'm not a religious person particularly. but uh, I think that it was, I mean, part of it, yeah, was the fact that he's meant to be caring for and wants to be in a relationship with her. That bit would have been playing up much better, I think, if they'd been using that to argue why she shouldn't go. It's the whole side of the film. I think they sort of almost skipped with barely yeah. how much they showed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's just, uh, I'm just throwing this, because I watched this with um, uh, Jack and Tilly, and, and they both uh, quite enjoyed it. And, and the question came up, if you had the opportunity to go in a space coffee, you didn't know where it was going, you didn't know how long you'd be, would you go on it? Um, uh, I wouldn't, because I've got family and things here I wouldn't want to miss. I have no idea where I'm going. Well, so I don't think... It's a bit like that sort of um, the, the bloke who was originally sort of planned to go on it, and, he, and his family wanted him to stay. Um, I, I'll be a bit like that, and like you there, Rob. It's sort of if you got sort of too much to leave behind, why would you want to risk it? Yeah, because there's no certainty. And, and then they said that 
you know, when, when she comes back, it would have been probably 50 years later, and most of the people that you know today would be dead. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, Jack and Tilly uh, both said they'd go you'd jump on it in a heartbeat. And uh, I ummed it hard, but uh, eventually came down, yeah, I'd go. <laughs> <laughs> just to see what, just to see what was that. It also comes down to: Do you really think you're the best person to represent the human race? Oh, I think I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> Not with your paint antics. No, I don't think you should. <laughs> no, and your anger and your anger issues with the lollipop man and stuff yeah, like as long that. As, as long as and how stuck... easily you lose your rag? Yeah. <laughs> As long as we don't get stuck behind a uh, lollipop man or, or a road sweeper, which I, I mean, did all the way back from Basingstoke the other day. Or what? Uh, what from another? What well, another spaceship parked in your parking space? <laughs> that, that that might that might trigger me. <laughs> might through, trigger you to go through all that. <laughs> then have to have no parking space. So you've got to come back. That that would annoy me. But uh, yeah, no. It's, a, it's sort of uh, digressing a bit. But talking of being annoyed, the bloody kids next door. Actually, no. I'll save this story to remind me later. It's it's uh, it's. Um, no, I've said it now. The bloody kids next door keep standing by the fence. And uh, there's three of them. I think they range between the ages of six and 12. They keep standing um, by the fence. There's a little gap in the fence and doing mm. barking barking noises, and uh, the, 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 um, which sets uh, Sheila off. And you know, she'll start barking. And then I have to go outside and say, Sheila, stop barking. Next thing you know, you can hear this kid going, woof, woof. And sort of try to entice her into doing it again, but I um I set Tilly on them yesterday, and uh, and uh, if if you have any neighbourly disputes, just ask Tilly to come down and mediate them for you, and it'll soon get sorted out. But uh, yeah, no, that was anyway. That's digressing a bit. Um, where are we in this film? We've just blown up the the first great big machine. I thought the machine looked really good with the um with those. But you know the big spheres spinning round and round yeah. and what have you, and well, especially the second one when they ignite the rockets to get the the big outer rings sort of tearing backwards and forwards. Uh, mm. They fire the rockets and that gets it going over the top. And I thought the special effects, considering you go, you think this film's you know well over twenty years old now. Uh, the special effects of her being in the sphere when they drop it is um, is well is, I thought that was very good as well. I no, I didn't like the effects of the travelling. I, I thought they were annoying. Oh right, you didn't. Yeah. It was it was it was that you said it. It was a bit stargateish, wasn't it? Yeah, it just looked like okay. You're travelling in this device, which supposedly is taking you through time and space from in some sort of gravitational field. Why doesn't it go in a straight? Why have you got to go in a roller coaster of going up and down? It just was so typical of what they do about. I just yeah. It annoyed I think, me. It did, I think it didn't go in a straight line because of all the uh, gravitational uh, waves that she was experiencing. <laughs> that was my. But it didn't go in a straight line when it was in the same solar system. It didn't go in a straight line when it was above the planet. Well, that's all to do with gravity. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I'm going to say on that. I, I could sit here for twenty minutes trying to explain it to you both, but uh, uh, gravity. Yeah, please waves, do. Please do. Gravitational waves cause distortion in the space-time continuum. And uh, uh, sometimes the flux capacitor uh, has to make adjustments. So we're getting flux the, capacitors uh, now, are we? To the wormhole, and uh, yeah. Basically. Is that a fact, or is that just what you've seen from previous films? 
That's uh, what you no, see from that, Back to the Future and Doctor Who, isn't it? I think that's pretty factual. Yeah. I think that's pretty on the nose, to be honest with you. I, I, I think you'd have a job to disprove any of those little theories I just came out with. But, uh, do, do you, know, you, you, you must know that geezer from the Trogs, then, mustn't you? Who's, which one's that? You know the one who went after um, uh, Corn Circles? Oh, right, yeah, yeah, I think I know the chap you mean, yeah, yeah. The tr- but uh, have you ever seen a corn circle? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I did. I rode a motorbike through one once, and when I got my motorbike went through the corn circle, the chain came off. Well, well there you go, there so you go. It's... You don't hear about them anymore, do you, actually, like you used to? I mean, it turned out to be a big hoax, didn't it? Two blokes from Winchester um, started it off, I think, didn't they? It, uh, what was that hill just yeah. where it is, just outside Winchester, but... Turned out to be in tech centre, whatever it's called now. That's right, yeah, yeah. But it turned out to be they would do it with rope and a stake, didn't they? And then walk around in circles to make it um, a perfect circle. <laughs> You'd have hoped it'd be something of a little more high tech, wouldn't you? Yeah, no, but it just turned because they were springing up all over the show, well, all over the world. But actually, I Adam, can't remember, I can't remember the last time I. I, I the signal's getting really bad, Adam. Yeah, you, are you kissing that microphone again? No, no, it shouldn't be. Nothing should be happening. It's getting when you speak, it's getting very crackly, like it's sort of like you're some sort of Dalek. Um, well, it sounds good at my end, and when you when you both said that before, it's uh, sounded good on the recording. So we we'll sort of keep going if you can stand it. I'd imagine it might be something your end rather than my end. Okay, if you're happy with that, then yeah, we'll continue. Yeah, yeah. So, what other points do you want to make about the film, uh, Blue? You've been a little bit on the quiet side. Uh, I haven't got many points, if I'm honest, to add about the film. It was wasn't to my liking. Um, didn't enjoy it. Uh, I didn't like her accent at times. Um, she really tried to put a real Amer- American sort of accent. Uh, yeah, it's just it's not a sort of film that I would sort of um, flick through Netflix or anything and would catch my eye and think I'd want to watch that. There was one thing that she kept saying that annoyed me. Would you, do you say Primer or Primer? Because I'd say they Primer. To, yeah, but they kept calling it Primer, didn't they? Is that something the Americans do, I suppose, isn't it? or was it just particularly... Uh, I don't know. I, like you, I... I I wouldn't have thought of calling it a primer before. No, no, but the, they the, they all seem to refer refer to it as the primer, and and uh, rather than the, and unless it's uh, that's the way that you'd say it in the scientific community. I don't know, but but it's like we we say, we say aluminium, don't we? And they go aluminium or whatever. Aluminium. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We say tomato, they say tomato, or, or and. That's a, that, that's a song in it or something or other. But uh, anyway, we're, we're, we're digressing again. Right, we're doing the travel <laughs> travel bit, and she's tearing off all over the all over the galaxy or universe or wherever she's going. And they finally come to a stop. And um, but, but well, on the way, she has to make a couple of connecting connecting flights, as it were. But they they get to the <laughs> uh, get to the end, and, uh, and um, uh, lo and behold, she's on a beach, and her dad wanders up, and and. Uh, the beatest pentacle, the one she drew a picture of. Yes, that's right. Yes, yeah. Uh, and uh, they, he says, you know, we've taken this all from your memories, and we thought it'd be easier for you to uh, cope with what's what's going on. And uh, how do you feel about that part of the film, the pair of you? I could sort of understand that bit, but the the fact they send her back with nothing was weird they're saying yeah. this is the way it's always done this is it but you're thinking so you're sending her back to be ridiculed because if you've seen her memories you know what it's going to be like that that just seemed a bit weak and odd 
But then I did read a bit about in, I think it was Wiki, where they were talking about an alternative ending to this film, which would have made more sense being that way. All right. What was what was the alternative ending? Uh, something to do with the sort of angel-like aliens appearing in the skies above Earth. Oh, right. Oh, I'm glad they didn't do that. But even yeah. if you went back... if you. If she went back with a rock or something like that, that would have helped her court case, wouldn't it? Or yeah. a handful of that sand or whatever. Or, or a, a, a But then at the end, it does turn out she did go back with something, though. Well, she did, because she gets back and everyone thinks something went wrong and the and the sphere just fell through the machine. But she was actually gone for... We, we later hear that uh, um, she was gone for 18 minutes because uh, she gets back and says, how long was I gone? And and uh, they keep showing her videos of, of her falling through the through the machine and and it's uh and it's big wheels and what have you and uh to everybody back here she never went anywhere but she, obviously she went on a right old uh, trip and she ends up um uh but you know being questioned about it by the senate or whoever it was and, and what have you and and uh she gets completely um discredited but uh but yeah. um no i i thought that part was good especially leaving it so that um i think it's uh uh what's his name again uh kits and uh the the, the woman are talking and, and they admit that there's 18 minutes of static on on their cameras and what have you, uh, which sort of corroborates what um, Ellie was saying in, in, in the review and everything. But uh, no, I thought to leave it like that was brilliant, brilliant. I thought it was better than the, the suggested ending they were talking about there. That would have been just wrong. Yeah, yeah. But to, to have, uh, like I said, um, uh, angels flying around and what have you. But uh, but um, and then basically we cut to the end of the film and uh, is it, uh, well Palmer Joss says to her that he believes her. But uh, walking out of the courthouse to the international uh, media. Yes, yeah. I mean, I'm sure in real life there would be far more of a grilling for her than than, than she she seemed to get there, and and it would. Uh, well, she was only grilled by the U.S. Senate, wasn't she? she wasn't grilled by any other form of organisation. No, yeah, and once again, there were a load of religious leaders there pulling faces in the background. I must admit, the religion aspect of the film annoyed me. I don't know why. I mean, I, I think religion pokes its finger into bloody everything, doesn't it? But uh, uh, I think it's obviously, I think it's far more important. When it's important to someone, religion obviously is really important. Otherwise, we wouldn't have our half the wars and problems that we have but uh, mm. but, um, but but to me it wouldn't be important at all but uh, and we end with her showing some kids around the SETI uh, station in uh, out in Colorado I think it is or, or wherever and uh, a kid asks uh, do you think there's life on other planets and she said basically we're an awful, awful big waste if there wasn't uh, just like her father had done to her just like her dad yep just like her dad had, had said to her I mean we've skipped over lots of parts of this film but to me this film is absolutely brilliant uh, and uh it, you know can really make you think of your 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 place in the cosmos as it were not getting too deep and what have you I think it was good. I don't think it was that brilliant, but I think it was good. What about you, Blue? Obviously, I'm going to ask you for your mark, and I'm going to cover my ears. Um, okay, I'm going to... For, don't get me wrong, it was obviously made well and that sort of stuff. I mean, it wasn't a poor film and that sort of thing, but for my entertainment value, I'd say I'd give it a three. Three? Harsh. That's just purely for my entertainment value, if it just didn't entertain me. Right, and that right. just proves how much of a I'm um, so much not of a sci-fi person. No, if you're not a sci-fi person, you're not a sci-fi. And I can I can make you watch dozens of sci-fi films that I think are brilliant, uh, and uh, you, you're not going to like them if you don't like sci-fi. You don't like sci-fi. That's all there is to it. Yeah, which is, which is fair enough. And and uh, you, Rob, I'll give it a seven. Yeah, I think it was a good storyline. I think 
some of the characters were just hammed up a bit too much for the film to be as good as it could have been. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought um, young uh, Ellie, uh, played by uh, Jenna Malone, was brilliant, uh, the young actress. And I thought Jodie Foster was good, except for when she said um, primer instead of primer. Um, Palmer <laughs> Joss. I couldn't give a toss about Palmer Joseph. Quite frankly, his character <laughs> completely annoyed me. I thought yeah. Drun- Drumlin, played by Tom Skerritt, was really good. Um, Kent, the deaf bloke, all right, all right. You, you, it's good to have a character like that in there, but he wouldn't really be able to under- hear things that uh, uh, all the speakers and computers couldn't hear. Um, yeah. Michael Kitts, uh, played by James Wood, I thought he was he was good as a as a little baddie in the background, uh, uh, and as was uh, John Hurt playing Haddon, I thought he was really good, and um, Jake Boosie uh, playing yeah. Joseph, I thought that character was really good. And I tell you, one character that I always like when I see him, and he it seems to play little roles like this, was uh, the mission director played by Tucker Smallwood. You know, uh, doing all the countdowns and can we go and all. Oh that yes, business. I thought he was uh, really good. So I'm going to give this film, and it does have a couple of things which we've. Changed about so i'm going to give this film a nine uh, i could watch this film again it's in my, it's up there in my top 10 and and i'd watch this film again and again quite happily fair enough yeah everyone's got their own opinion and uh, you know it's what it's about everyone's got different opinions and um it's obviously your type of film yeah Yo, yes really really is my cup of tea definitely it's a bit like um interstellar that's that's another one which is i suppose it's like on similar lines that's got Matthew McConaughey in it, and he's a bit more tolerable in that film. But, so, but, so if, if this film was to come on into the cinema again, would you go and watch it? Yes, definitely. And what about yourself, Rob? I wouldn't be rushing, but I might. Yeah. Uh, I definitely wouldn't go. Oh, it's not long to the cinema's open, is it? Cool, can you hear that? Can you hear yeah. that noise? Chinook just flying over. Yeah, it sounds like it's hovering above my bloody shed. Right. Judging by all the it's things. It's not that going, are. is it? It seems to still be there. Yeah, judging by everything that's vibrating, I think he is hovering above me, but there you go. But um, no, I, I think this film's brilliant. But like, yeah, getting back to the cinema, it's not long now. I can't wait to get in there, because I think um, June's going to be released at the cinema, not... not, not yeah, because they were going to do HBO straight release, weren't they, at one stage? And I, I think it's going to be dual, dual release, but uh, I'll definitely be going to Oh, I'm going to go and see June, yes, I really do. And uh, Quiet Place 2, I think. I think there's a bit more talking in this one. <laughs> But, uh, not so quiet place then. Yeah, not quite as quiet, but still just a terrifying with the with the with the creatures tearing about. What have you two been watching this week? Um, oh, watched Master and Commander last night on was it film four. Oh yeah, yeah. I always think that's a great film. Yeah, I know the one. Yeah, was that the one with Russell Crowe? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, that's about it. What about you, Mister Benson? No, I haven't been watching anything to be honest this week. I think that was that, I watched the film last night. Um, other than that, no, nothing really. What have we been? Have you been watching um, Line of Duty? Oh yeah, I've been watching that. I enjoyed that on Sunday evening. Yeah, who do you think that was in the picture? Who do you think the she's related to? You know, the big cliffhanger at the end of the episode. Pass. Oh right, <laughs> sorry, I thought you were thinking then. Do you watch it, uh, Rob? No, no, I don't. Oh, sorry, it looked like you were trying to talk. The the thing was going, but um, no, Sue and I have um, uh, started watching this uh, stupid thing on um, Amazon. It's called uh, Last Man on Earth, and uh, it's uh, a bit it's of a in sp- America, is it? Yeah, and, uh, find some other. I saw it a while ago. Oh, did you? What did you make of it? First few episodes are funny, then it just got very formulaic and boring. It, it does get a bit. Uh, sometimes it gets a bit um, repetitive, doesn't it? But it keeps on. Mm. Making mistakes and, and uh, all his best plans to get um, 
but to get laid basically. <laughs> and it, yeah. They all come back and bite him on the backside, don't they? But uh, no, we found it. I've been finding it quite good, uh, sort of background watch sort of thing. But uh, no, that's all we've. Oh no, we, we all watched. Uh, well, I'd say we Tilly Sue and I watched the the new um, Invisible Man movie uh, that, that's on. Uh, Netflix or Prime or whichever one it's on. I don't know if either of you have watched that one. No. But, uh, that's that's uh, quite good. I'm not sure if I'd um, pay three forty nine to watch it like I did. I'd rather wait until it comes out on uh, Netflix if, I, if I'd have known. But, it's, yeah, it's an okay film. But, yeah, no, that's all we've been watching this week. No, not been watching much. Not been doing an awful lot. No. I was doing a lot of football on TV, so Alan's been watching that a lot. Yeah, the bikes are on again on this Sunday, so I'll have to do a few jobs to get some brownie points so I can sit down and watch that. <laughs> but apart from that, there's uh, not a lot going on in, in the next of the woods, is there? But, uh, yeah, but, um, no, well, that's about it for the evening, isn't it, really? It's not a bad run, 47 minutes. No, it was that. It'd just... be nice when there's actually things going on we can talk about, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they'll I'm sure come. Well, yeah, well, what about it, the under 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 fifties now? Can um forty fives, isn't it? Under forty fives, is it? Or no, forty fives and over forty. I can't apply yet, being as I'm so young and youthful. Oh right, oh, right. here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Have you had your second one yet, Benson? No. Did they contact you about it, or you got to contact them? Uh, they're supposed to contact you, but, but uh, no, I haven't uh, heard about. It. Sue's got a date for a second one. I I haven't. But, uh, did she did she get that for a doctor surgery or did she get it from? Um... Uh, she got it through work because uh, because of her job and what have you. So, oh, right. but mine came through through the doctor's surgery, so I'm assuming they'll they'll uh, email, message me for the second one in due course, sort of thing. Well, so I'm assuming, but uh, I mean, or you can you surely you can go on the government website and book it, can't you? I, I, do you know what I haven't looked? There is uh, the government website because Netsco's booked hers. Oh right, perhaps. Uh, all right, perhaps I'll get her on and do that then. Because uh, we had to have, uh, number, but other than that, it's simple, I think. Oh right, right. Because we um, had uh, to have uh, a washing machine engineer out yesterday, and he said uh, his he was given a card when he walked out, which had his second date on it. So I've been uh, tearing about through my car trying to find the card that they gave me to see if they'd written a date on that so uh, i'll have to have a look and one's got a date for when it was done but not a date from um when the next one is no all oh, right perhaps that's i'll have a look but i've still got my little sticker stuck up on the wall saying that uh, i'd had it and what have you but uh, we haven't approached the uh i suppose the big news of the week was um prince philip passing away is it true that he died on the ninth uh day of April, which is the 99th day of the year on his ni- uh, 99th year. Oh, that's quite um, uncanny if it if he did. Oh, no, that's why I, I saw it something on Facebook and I just keep forgetting to check it out. Oh, right. That's a, that's a sort of random t- sort of events that have, uh, yeah, to line up like that. But uh, no, it's very, uh, it's all very sad. I can't imagine what it's like. I mean, um, are, are either of you uh, royalist, pro monarchy or anti monarchy? or I'm pro monarchy. Yeah. Oh, I ain't really bothered, if I'm honest. No, I think I'm more pro than not. And, uh, I don't know if I I've met. The Queen must be absolutely devastated. Now, she's had that one person with her for so long. Yeah, seventy-three years. It must be absolutely devastating. I really mm. uh, feel for her having to go through the rigmarole of a televised bloody um, funeral. 
weekend yeah. and, and, what, and what have you that uh, you know just um she's always been quite stoic hope she can hold it together on the on the dome not there's anything wrong with not holding I, it together they must have been preparing i mean you look at all the things that came out on the day of his death and how they were already talking in the past around you're thinking some of these things must have been prepared and they knew it was coming yeah yeah i mean Etsuko yeah. said to me she thinks that's why he came out of hospital early he just knew it was going to happen so he wanted to get home yeah, yeah, but that's quite, yeah, yeah, quite understandable. And hopefully it'll give them a chance, that, like uh, uh, Harry and, and William, to uh, sort a few things out because they, they've been going through the, um, yeah, a bit of a family, up, yeah. family spat. So hopefully that'll, uh, that'll allow them to uh, uh, smooth I'm things sorry, over a bit. Harry's thing just pissed me off. If you've got problems with your family, fine, you sort them out. You don't go onto international TV and complain about them. No, quite right, quite right. That's her, though, isn't it? Quite possibly, but, but it's just not how you should be dealing with a situation like that, with a problem with your family. You're talking to your family. If there's racism, I'm sorry. People aren't raising that about the British royal family. The amount of leaders from the Commonwealth who've dealt with it, it's not. It just, yeah, it just pissed me off. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, the, way they, the way they've done what they've done, I'm really surprised at him doing it. You thought he would have been, uh, quite frankly, brought up better than to um, do it the way he's done it. But, uh, you know, I suppose it's moving with the times. That's that's that's, uh, that's the way things are done these days, isn't it? Mm, yeah, but it needs to be. Yeah. Anyway, that annoyed. But, but yeah, I feel very sorry for the Queen. I think. Yeah, like you said, seventy-three years is going to leave a massive hole. I wonder. I wonder if she, how much longer she'll carry on, or if she'll uh, um, abdicate and give it to Charles. Or, or do, you, do you think it will go to Charles or go to William? I think it will go to Charles because the Queen always said she wanted to keep it as long as possible so her children could have as normal as possible life. And I think Charles has said the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how popular he'll be, but uh, we'll have to only time. Don't know. I'm, yeah, I mean, it's poor Queen, though, because she got, became Queen rather unexpectedly because her saying that her father hadn't even told her that he had cancer. That's right, yes, yeah. So, yeah, all rather sudden and horrible things happened. Yes, yeah. And then, but uh, the, well, I suppose one bit of nice news over the weekend: we had the first uh, female Grand National winner. That would, uh, which yeah, is, not uh, many horses finished though, did they? No, they yeah, didn't. Sure. But she she properly won the race as well, though. Oh didn't yeah, she? clear, wasn't she? She uh, uh, as well. The horse ran its bloody socks off. It was uh, yeah, nice to see. Ooh. I hope she gets all the uh, praise and accolades that she deserves for for doing something like that. It's it's, almost, it's a shame, obviously. It's, shame that um, Prince Philip passed away because uh, it probably took some of the limelight away from her because that, that would have been you know, championed all over the papers like mad, wouldn't it, if, um, at any well, other time? But, uh, well, it said was 100,000 people have complained to the BBC about the coverage of Prince Philip cancelling shows such as EastEnders. Yeah, and the Bake Off final. I think, for Christ's sake, if you've not got anything better to do than bloody well complain... It will be shown... Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I did see that that, that uh, article about people complaining about that, but uh, but you're always going to get someone complaining about something, can't you? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm surprised there's a hundred thousand of them that want to complain about it. I mean, Christ! But then again, that's probably part of the pandemic that little things become big things because you're not doing all the other things to take your mind off it, are you? So uh, I, I was know. watching um, a YouTube thing about a comedian was talking about actually did a sketch where her future self would come back to go and see your past self so april this year going to see april last year and she just went through the things that have happened you're thinking it has been really busy you've had pandemic george floyd more pandemic um you've had the suez crisis um crash and all these bits she was going through you're going shit i forgot about that yeah oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that as well 
That's who is crashed. They blamed, uh, they tried to blame a, a, a woman, a female captain, didn't they? Who, who wasn't uh, even on the ship, yeah. She wasn't even on the ship. She was about 300 miles away doing something yeah, else. Yeah, the first uh, Egyptian female pilot or something, wasn't pilot, she? Pilot, yeah, yeah, boat pilot to take them up and down the, yeah, the, the they tried to blame her for it. Yeah. Did you hear about the other the, the other police shooting that happened in America? The, yeah, the guy was trying to get his, his the police officer said he was trying to get his taser out rather than his gun. Yeah, I'm reassured he can't tell them apart. Well, that is quite worrying. But wait, have you seen the video of the shooting? No, because she she is saying she does say taser, 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 and then uh, um, you don't hear the shot. But the 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 young young lad uh, in the car sort of shuts the door and drives off, and she says uh, she does say, "Oh my god, I shot him." Uh, but she is saying taser, taser, taser. So I'd imagine in the heat of um, you know the heat of everything, uh, not well. No, well, do you see the other one in um, Virginia about the two police officers and the American soldier? Oh, they pepper sprayed him, yeah, for goodness sake. Yeah, Christ he's got his hands out and they're saying they can't see his licence plate, but the body camera shows it clearly in the back window. Yeah, I think there is a, there is a, the, the police over there are, are a bit, uh, well, they make ours look like um, softly, softly, don't they? But but uh, I think, I can't imagine what it's like being a policeman over there where you don't know if whoever you're stopping black white or, or whatever is the chances are they're going to have a gun and and you and, 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 and it doesn't condone or excuse uh george floyd or what happened the other day but um you know the, the, the policeman over there must be on a whole different level of stress whenever they stop someone um you know regardless of the circumstances it, it, it must be a bloody awful job and i think america needs to sort its gun laws out properly once and for all but i don't think they'll ever do that because it's uh, so enshrined in their um, constitution. As well as their constitution. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're not going to get rid of all the black market guns, though, are you? No, you, uh, I think it's gone too far. You'd never, they, they'll never not have these issues where, where um, you know, the, a policeman over here comes and you know, might stop you and stand by your car and say, well, you know, good evening, so and that sort of thing. Whereas over there, there's two of them and one of them's got his hand on his, you know, by his holster, right from the word go. Like I said, you just don't know who or what the person's intentions are and what they're capable of when you're stopping them. It it's, uh, must be a bloody awful job, quite frankly. Mm. But, Nothing that would appeal to me as a job, no. <coughs> it wouldn't appeal to me over here. It bloody well wouldn't appeal, appeal to me over there, quite frankly. <laughs> but uh, but uh, no, that's, that's um, I think it's a, a problem that America really do need to try and address. But like you said, it's gone... They're so indoctrinated with guns now that uh, it's, it's, it's probably... Well, they're never going to sort it out. Yeah, so many guns, you couldn't yeah. even get them out of circulation, could you? No. Christ, if they had a gun amnesty... It always amazes me when they have a knife amnesty or gun amnesty over here. How many bloody guns do get handed in? Mm. Christ, who's had all these bloody things? But there you go. Well, there was a thing, wasn't it? At one stage, soldiers would bury them on Salisbury Plain so they could go back and dig them up once they left the military. That's right, yeah. The, well, I did see an article about that, yeah. Yeah, but I think they're far more stringent now, aren't they? They count the bullets in and count the bullets out. But, but uh, no, it's, they're, they're, I, I'd imagine you'd be shocked if you knew how many guns there were out in circulation in this country, actually. Because mm. uh, you, you often, yeah, you in, in the past, when I've done... Uh, jobs at people's houses it often amazed me how many people would have a gun case uh in in their you know in in, in part of their house and what have you I think christ and and sometimes when when i done i did a couple of jobs on a farm and and uh they, they had a gun cabinet and uh it had about i'm not exaggerating it had about a dozen guns in there i think christ's sake has got a small bloody army going on here 
but uh, yeah. I was reading, I oh know, watching another YouTube clip about the um, Second World War. <laughs> and they were saying that uh, in Canada at the start of the war, this guy had written in that his grandfather was suspected of being German because his great grandfather was German. So at the beginning of the Second World War, they went out to his farm and confiscated his 2 2 rifle just mm. in case he tried to overthrow the Canadian government. Just in case, yeah, yeah. God, 2 2 rifle would be the worst, the least of anyone's problems out there now, wouldn't it? Christ. Mm. But uh, yeah, I'm glad we live where we do with the gun laws that we've got. Yes. But uh, yeah. That's all. Well, that all came about because of Michael Ryan, wasn't it? Just down the road in Hungerford, but uh, yeah. What dumb blame and yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we're getting a bit sombre at the end of this, aren't we? Just yeah. yeah. I think we press perhaps give it a time, didn't we? Yeah. Well, what are we what watching, we watching next week? Uh, well, I haven't chosen yet. This is my choice. Yeah, uh, we, yeah. I, I was going to say Alien for Alien Day but uh, I think um, I'll give you both a break from science fiction so whoever's <laughs> choice it is well you uh, two can watch Aliens if you want and, and review it I don't mind you know we want you there Benson you know I don't want you to feel that like you're not going to get your Alien sort of tipple well no I've actually downloaded an app and um, with the uh, uh, special days of the year and there um, there are bloody hundreds of different days I think today oh. is scrap day uh, Coming up uh, fairly soon is uh, Health and Safety Awareness Day. I can't remember when it is. It's later this month. Yeah, and we'll have to start doing a few films about that sort of thing. Star Wars Day is in May. Also, have we done a superhero film? No, we haven't yet. Uh, no, no, we have, have we? Don't, no. Don't remember one. No. Oh, we did that, uh, what was that one with the um, pills that you take? That was sort of superhero-ish, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. But, um, uh, well, Benson, you have a good think and then text us. Yeah, give me a day. I'll I, I by tomorrow, I think. Yep. Yeah, okay. Cool. I need to right. I need to go. I've got to go and get Jack actually. Uh, okay. Message. So uh, yeah, have a good weekend. If you go right. out, uh, wear your heart, have hands, face, space, and whatever the word is they've tacked on the end. And uh, yeah, have a good one. All right, Angie. Thanks, yeah. Catch you later. Bye. Bye. Right, that was our look at the movie Contact. Hope you liked what you heard. If you did, please take the time to rate and review us. And if you want to get in touch, the email is backtothefilm20 at gmail.com. And once again, thank you to Ellie for getting back in contact. And uh, check out all of Ellie's uh, short stories and her new novel, Unity. And uh, yeah, enjoy. This. I hope you enjoyed the show. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>